Campbell. It's Craig Pop. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. The great Kurt Heelan will join us coming up here in a moment from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Apologize for the rant. It's out of my system now. We're good to go now. Well, I think it I think it was necessary. Hit it right on No, the- I wasn't. Everybody's like, who are you talking about? I'm not just talking about the generation, <laughs> man. It's just it's crazy. That's why I think, you know, you're seeing teams like BYU and Utah State and, and, and other teams that have an advantage over other teams is because they're just willing to do the extra things or they've got great coaches that push them a little bit harder than other coaches do. It's not the money. No. They don't have more money. Nope, it's not. Look, I mean, Utah State's got no money. No money. And a little bit, but nothing compared to I, what UNLV's doing. And and I'm watching Fresno State last night. Fresno State has got it's not a I mean, it's a it's a big arena. And they got a lot of boosters. And that's look, it's not a sprawling metropolis by any means, but it's a big city. It's got a huge uh student body. They've got resources available. But yet, they've been in the dumps for years and years and years. Here's Utah State keeping it together with bailing, time, bailing twine and duct tape up there, putting a roster together, and they're two games away. If they win the next two, they will win at least a share of the Mountain West Conference regular More season More likely title. outright, but yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing what they're doing right now. All right, let's talk some NBA. Jazz get it handed to them last night by the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, joining us now, Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Kurt, how the heck are you, man? Good, good. That one surprised me a little bit just because I kind of expected the Hawks to fall apart without Trey Young. But uh, <sighs> you know, maybe they go on a winning streak and then they trade Trey Young. That'll be the new. That'll be the new trick. Well, sometimes it just comes down to who wants it less. And uh, last okay. night it looked like the Jazz did not. Uh, we had this debate yesterday. The Jazz have that first round pick that's protected one through ten. Um, if you're the Jazz, do you in and knowing that this draft, do you want to convey that so you can just get it out of the way right now, or would you rather have that top ten pick in a draft that may not be particularly good this year? I'd rather convey it. I'd rather it's a deeper draft in years coming up, and you've got a couple of good young players. I mean, it's not the end of the world if you if you end up with it. Don't get me wrong, but in an ideal world, I'd be kind of happy to move that pick along this year. And like you said, this. There, these down drafts, you know, and, and like this one is supposed to be, there's always players, right? There's always going to be, ah, oh, the 2003 draft was awful. Anthony Bennett, and, and uh, who was, uh, I forget now who was second off the top of my head. Victor Oladipo was second, and oh, this wasn't that great a draft. It's like, yeah, Giannis, man. Then Rudy Gobert was in that draft. Like, there's always guys. So there will be guys, but I think I'd rather I'd rather pass this one along and then see where we land next year and, and hope out of the way it feels so weird to say this kurt but in terms the utah jazz need to win to be able to give away their pick (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly yeah i I, i'm not actually looking at the standings right now or but yeah yeah they're gonna have to rack rack up some wins sometimes you can do that at the end of the season though if if you care that might be enough some nights right you just get to a point in the season where the teams that are kind of checked out have checked out and there's some teams kind of gearing up for the playoffs but if you can rack up a few wins from teams either resting guys for the playoffs or guys who are uh what to use Doc's words they're in Cabo 
Yeah. And, and a few of those wins can get you where you need to go. So across the landscape of the NBA and you look at uh, what the Jazz are dealing with right now and their schedule, I think it's probably going to be a moot point because uh, I don't see a lot of wins left on this schedule. And after what we saw last night against Atlanta, the Jazz were favorites actually going into that game and they ended up getting roughed up. I think this team might have a Cabo not not intentionally, but I just don't know if they're in a situation where they can string together a bunch of wins. So it does appear like they will have a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. Which isn't, the, again, not the end of the world. There are some guys out there who can help. But, yeah, the, I, the Jazz actually have the second toughest remaining schedule in the NBA, just behind uh, Phoenix. So, yeah, you're right. That's, that's going to be tough if you've got, you know, Boston and Oklahoma City and two against the Timberwolves, two against the Nuggets left, two against the Clippers. Like, that's that's a rough patch to try to get through. And so, you know, may, again, maybe you can sneak in a few. I Like I said, ideally you'd like to convey it, but in the flip side of that, if you've got the pick, you've got a staff that has drafted well and developed well, and you can – Hey, go through these guys. See who's who's out there. Who do you really want? Who's gonna who's gonna not just fit, but like who do you see as an upside pick in this? Who's one of those guys where, hey, maybe not this year, but if we develop him in three years, we could have something special. So we did get to see Quinn Snyder kind of back in action against his old Utah Jazz team, and I think that that's always a big storyline here in the state. Atlanta now sitting at 26 and 32. They're in the 10 spot, so they're in the play-in spot. And it looks like they should be able to hold on to the play-on spot unless Brooklyn or Toronto goes nuts from here on out. But um, how happy are they with Quinn Snyder and his vision and, and what they're doing in Atlanta right now, despite Trey Young and his finger surgery that he just went through? Yeah, the sense in Atlanta is that they, they like Quinn, but it's, it's kind of pick a direction time with Trey Young. Either, either they got it. You know, they tried. There was a lot of talk about them trying to trade Dejounte Murray, but they're going to trade Murray or Young this summer. One of the two, um, possibly both, but probably one of the two, and kind of retool around the other. And I think that that's kind of the big question facing them. Like it's it's what direction do you want to go? And for that matter. Can you build a winner? Can you build a true contender around Trey Young? I mean, he's he's not Steph Curry, man. Like he, he, he does some stuff that's really impressive. He is a very good offensive player, but he's not. His defensive issues are concerning, and I'm just you know it would take a very special, very specific build around him to win. What could they get if they wanted to move him? You know, because there's there's desperate team. Um, there might be one in Los Angeles. There's a couple other desperate teams that might pay pretty well to get a hold of him. Kurt mm. Heedland joining us, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, Kurt from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Uh, you're seeing the downslide of the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors, but yet Steve Kerr still gets his uh, two-year extension highest paid coach in the NBA. Is that a lifetime achievement award? Is it a, hey, you know what? We still think he can help us right the ship. What, what, what do you think the genesis of that is from? A little bit of a lifetime achievement, but all um, first off, his timing was great just because Monty Williams and that 
that desperation contract that that uh, Detroit gave him last summer, which by, it's just changed the market. By the way, that has not been a great hire. He has not been a great fit there. Um, but e- even when he's storming out of uh, yeah. press conferences, um, rightfully. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, but, yeah, but they um, – th- that is like, hey, well, now Do- now Popovich gets paid and Spolster gets paid, and I'm, I'm forgetting somebody else. That, like suddenly if you're one of those very elite coaches, you've got to get paid. So – his timing was good. He was up for an extension. And I think what they want to do is keep him there um, in, on the bench through, the Steph, through Steph Curry's time there, however much longer that lasts. And I think, they've got, I think this lines him up with Curry, and then they'll, they'll make a decision. Um, Curry still fills – not only an elite player, but I mean, still fills the building, still sells the sponsorships, is still just one of the most popular players in the league. So – I think they're trying to keep that part of the band together uh, until it's time to break it up. And then I wouldn't be shocked if he jumped not away from the Warriors, but more into a front office role as opposed to to jumping to the bench somewhere else. I think he's I think he would be willing to move on from the grind of coaching. Well, I've been talking about the Golden State payroll for some time now, two hundred and ten million dollars. Just to put that in perspective for Jazz fans. Jazz are paying out about 132 million, so 210 million for Golden State, the number one payout in the NBA. Where are we at with expenses right now, Kurt? With the repeater and everything, how expensive is this year going to be for Golden State? Very, and I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but if I remember the numbers right, like where they are and where a few teams are going right now, the Clippers, like the Warriors are on the edge of paying more tax then you're going to be paying in revenue Ooh. or in, in front out. Like their tax bill is going to be higher than your whole um, – and, and a bunch of teams. It was – it's just crazy how much they're paying out. The Clippers are going to be in there, especially if they – like they re-signed Kawhi. If they bring back Paul George and James Harden as expected, they're going to be expensive as heck. And the money is going to keep going up. For the, like it only actually – the tax part of this is bad and then gets worse. And then they've, uh, in a couple of years plus, I think we've, as we've talked about, they've added all sorts of restrictions about, man, if you're over that far over the tax, if you're over that second apron, so 17 million into the tax, you've got, you, you can't get buyout players. There's restrictions on who you can trade for. You don't get to use your mid-level exception. It just becomes much harder to build a team around your guys. And so, I think you're going to see teams move away from that, but the Warriors are, they're just not ready to move away from the dynasty yet. And they're look pretty good the last few. Now that they've leaned into the younger group and, and Kaminga's out there and pods and stuff, like they bring in Chris Paul and, and Clay Thompson off the bench, they've looked, they've looked good enough that you can talk themselves into one of those, you know, if everything just breaks our way, kind of playoff runs like the Lakers got last year. So. Hmm. We'll see. I, I I think they're going to do that for a couple of years, but it's going to get so prohibitively expensive under the new CBA that it's that second apron is going to serve as almost a de facto NFL style salary cap. So we talked about this a few weeks ago, and it appears that there might be a groundswell within the NBA and the competition committee to look at ways to maybe bring the offense back down to earth a little bit. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's getting a little out of control. Uh, I don't want I don't want to see the 93 New York Knicks, but I also 
I'm getting a little tired of seeing 130s, 140s in terms of scoring total. What are some of the things that can be done that can be implemented to try to bring the game back down a little bit? That's going to be part of – that's really part of the questions is what can be done. I, I think part of it's going to be allowing more physicality, less – not necessarily like – hand checking per se um that i'm not sure actually a couple people i talked to said that's not really going to work anyway um but you're going to hand check curry 35 feet from the basket like it's not (laughs) quite the same thing but allowing more physicality especially on guys driving into the lane right now guys have gotten really good at taking these kind of you're coming down i'm going to take a sharp angle in ram into the defender and throw the shot up and expect a call and i think like that's something they can do away with, and if they do away with that, it changes the drive and kick game a little bit. Um, I'm not sure. I think it'll be incremental is the thing. Like I think they do something like that. Like we're going to change how that's called. Then we're going to watch it for a year or two, and then if that's not enough, we're going to do something else. And they're also just hoping for a defensive innovation of some kind, somebody to come up with something. That, that changes the numbers, you know, uh, these, it happens in football. It happens to everything, right? Like these, those pendulum swings, like, all right, who can come up with a defense or, or decides like, this is what we really need to do and figures out how to chase guys off the three point line or whatever at a better rate. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think the league is kind of hoping for some of that, but I think, I think you'll see even next year, they're going to allow some, more physicality in specific positions just because that's the only way to kind of you, you've got to give the defense something you're right right now it's just you can't just have guys out there with a cape and like matadoring out there it just it doesn't work well how much would that potentially change the positioning of teams without having to change rosters it, just giving guys with know. that particular skill set more advantage yeah, I think it gives guys who can slide and stay in front and, and a little bit more advantage um, how much, how much remains to be seen, and do you do you pair that with having a a rim protector, you know, behind them that can, if you can body that guy out a little farther, and then have the rim protector come over, how much does that help and change things? Are you going to see more guys? Are teams going to lean into that more? I mean, it's a copycat league, but I'm like, it's a copycat league. So all you got to do is find like. 20 more Wembys. And then, and then You'd be we're fine. Yeah. We're good. We got Chet. We got Wemby. I was about to say Zach Eady, but he's a tad slow, so maybe he's not that guy. But, like, I um, I don't like, I'm, I don't know how they pull that off. I'm, I'm just curious how it looks. Like, I think you can allow it. I'm not sure how much it changes things in the short term. We'll see. So, Monty Williams – as you mentioned, obviously had every right to be upset. Storms out of his press conference. Uh, they're, you know, the officials say Mia culpa. You know, they they essentially said, yeah, we we missed that call. Uh, but is that where it ends? I mean, is there punishment for these officials? Like, what what goes on behind the scenes when there's a blatant screw up of this magnitude? First off, I think we have to give Dante Divincenzo credit here. He went low. He did not use the crown of his helmet, so there's no targeting. <laughs> no targeting, very yeah. Very clean jacket. Um, Although there was an ejection. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, there, um, in this case, there won't be anything like 
specifically done. The league admits it was a bad call. The league will not allow approve a protest of a game um, based on that. So essentially nothing happens. But there is, and this is one of the, uh, among the many frustrations of coaches and players with official officiating is the league will say, look, these guys are disciplined. We just do it privately. Like, it's, I don't know if they're fined or or how this works exactly. They, they say, I've heard that there's fines, but what that looks like, and, and it cuts into their, well, hey, you lose some games or something, so you're not getting as much pay. But they're not transparent about it. So it doesn't feel like anything happens to the officials who missed this call. Um, and that's been part of the frustration. It's, it's hey, if Monty Williams, they haven't announced it yet um, that I've seen, um, unless it came down in the last, since we got on the phone, Mike Williams is going to get fined for that, right? Like he's going to get fined for ripping the officials and, and storming out of a, out of his. You know, he's going to get a twenty five thousand dollars fine, and the league will send out a press release, and that'll be that. And, and he knew it going in. Whatever's happening with the referee isn't public, and they're trying to protect the. Hey, man, we don't want somebody coming into the arena going, "Oh, it's that it's that ref who missed these calls," but not having it be transparent is part of the problem because it feels like nothing gets done. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, and that's the thing that I, uh, that I wish was a little bit more transparent. And I understand that you want to protect the sanctity of the league and the officials and things along those lines, but also, you know, when it comes to the NFL or the NBA or whoever, like these dudes get served up on a pedestal. And if somebody misses a kick, they have to go and meet with the media. And if somebody yep. screws up, they've got to be held accountable. But yet you have one pool reporter who gets to talk to an official after a game. And then after that, it's over. And I just think that you know how that works, by the way, you have to pre-submit to questions, although you can follow up. And the entire thing is on Zoom. It is not in person. Wow. So it's it's yeah, it's one person on Zoom. It's it's not. um should we put this not conducive to um, like pressuring them a little bit on this? Like they know what the questions are going in. You can follow up, but they're going to know what the follow ups. You know, there's kind of obvious follow ups to that. Um, so it's yeah, it's not a again. They they kind of get let off the hook. Yeah, and I think it's better for the league because if not, then we got a bunch of people out there that think we've got a bunch of you know um, rogue. Who's the uh, who is the gambling ref? Tim Donahue. Yeah, yeah, Tim Donahue. You know, it's like, hey, you yeah. know what? Like, I think it would be good for the league if there was more accountability. And they're like, okay, this guy screwed up. You know what? It was a bad mistake, and he's going to miss the next five games, or he will not be allowed to ref in the playoffs, or whatever the case might be. And just say, yeah. look, this is what we're doing, and let's uh, let's take care of it. Because I've been, you know, when I. When we were owned by the Jazz, they let us the that they would do these meetings with the officials who would come in and have these private meetings with yeah. select members of the media, and it was fascinating. And they would go through some of the things that they would be yeah. held accountable to. And I'm like, this is great information. The public needs to know this stuff. Like, this is really cool to know what goes on behind the scenes. But yet they're like, you got to keep this private. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, ah, what are we doing here? Come on, let the people know. Yeah. They very much do that. It's, it's very much a kind of protected ecosystem, and it's it's an issue. It's it, it really, like you said, just not having that transparency leads to – it opens the door to that uh, with the rise in gambling and the number of guys who are like, man, 
you know they had money on the mix in that game or whatever. Like it's it's it adds to that it adds fuel to that fire because you know, the internet abhors a vacuum, man. Like if, if, yeah. if there's no yep. information, they will fill it in with, with crazy conspiracy theory things, you know? It's too bad. All jobs don't have that level of protection. It'd be nice if Scotty and, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. you, we all were protected like that. Yeah. Oh, I work in the internet industry, man. I don't see what could possibly happen. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes smooth there. Yeah, no, no doubt. Exactly. Well, Kurt, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Take care, guys. You got it. Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports and uh, ProBasketballTalk.com. Hey, look who's here. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Best-looking dude in the building. Good How to you see doing? you. How you doing, Jake? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I'm here. The party's here. Right. Come on, boys. Come on. How we doing? Oh, we're doing we talk, great, man. Are we talking about officiating today or what? Oh, absolutely. We're windows. No. That's frustrating. We're still blaming officials, man. That's. Just... I just, uh, I'm, I'm with you, though. I, I'm to the point, you know, I see stuff like that happen, and you've probably talked about it already. It's like. Just no accountability. Just, yeah. just what are the repercussions, right? Players are getting fined for not wearing the socks high enough and this and that. It's like, well, what do officials get? Like, we don't know. I guess stuff does go on behind the scenes. But we know cool coaches know. and players get fined. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. Monty, Monty's so. about to get hit. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen the official number, but they went back to Monty, and Monty's like, no, I'm standing where I sit. Yep. Like, wow. This, I, I'm not moving. Hey, you know what I think is, and, and I, you know, we, we have some fun, and we like to tease in here, but I think it was so cool that, you, I mean, oh, look, we want you here for all of the hits, but the fact that you're here a little late, why? Because you're on an install, man. You could be sending guys out and be like, look, <laughs> I, I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to do my thing and hang out with the family. But, no, you're at an install, man. That's how much the care factor you have for this company. I appreciate it. No, it's just, uh, again, we try to provide a white glove, white glove service, and I try to find ways, ways, innovative ways for our guys to be safe on the job site, make things go a little more efficient, and so we just have a new piece of machinery that I wanted to go out personally with one of our other installers, test it out, make sure everything runs smoothly, um, just to make uh, the process a lot faster and have things flow uh, with peace of mind during these projects when we're moving up, you know, two or three stories in a, in a house or a building, um, just to give us that uh, efficiency in our work. You never know when the great Nate Orchard is going to show up at your house hey, when you go on a window install. <laughs> that's right. There, Nate is out every day at different installs, checking in, making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to, and that we have happy customers. And Nate is very good at that. And that's that kind of speaks to what, like, like our core values. And that's the the biggest thing that we want is a happy end customer, because we we have a lifetime warranty, so yeah. we're going to hear about it forever. And so there's there are things that yeah, it's it is renovation on a home. You are there's an opening in your home. You're switching out the window, and sometimes like things come up that are unexpected as you take out that window. But we do everything that we can to make sure that the end product and that the the entire process is as smooth as possible. And then we have a happy customer at the end of the day. At the end of the day, Nate, your home is your sanctuary. Like this is your this is your palace. This is your biggest financial investment you're probably going to make for most of our listeners in your life. You and, and it is your heart and soul. And so you guys respect that. You understand that, look, we're coming into your place. We want to respect you. We want to respect your time and your dollar and make sure that we don't take away from your home. We improve your home. And it's so important. And I love to see the fact that you take that so seriously. I appreciate it. You know, and, and it really does, you know, stem from my childhood and my upbringing. But really, is the last seven years in the NFL, 
um, and, and the different organizations I got to be a part of, um, from Washington to Cleveland and these other places. I just have taken bits and pieces, and I've always said, you know, someday I'm going to own my own business. I'll make sure I run it the way I want to, treat my players the way I want to be treated, um, and, 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 my, and my employees, right? I had people in Washington who've been there for 30 years, not allowed to eat in the cafeteria, or we have the sauna in one organization, the steam room ceiling collapsed, and the owner does nothing, and it's in the middle of winter. It's just like, why, right? And so we have people within our organization who really care about uh, what we do on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, the end consumer, we want to leave them with just a phenomenal experience so that they then refer us to their friends and family. Well, we love being a small part of it, and we love the fact that you extend big-time discounts to our listeners, $3,000 off that's through the end of the show? That's through the end of the day. So you can call Jeremy, who so you get a hold of. Call him at dinner time. Like, I know he's going to, he loves sitting at his, the dinner table with his wife and his, his two children uh, and getting that call. Call him at any time today. We we understand. He always has have, his Franklin Covey yeah, planner on. That Franklin Covey. <laughs> yeah. Franklin yeah. Covey's got it. Yes. <laughs> but, but give him a call at any time today. Uh, and you're going to get that $3,000 off. And part of that is, look, as Nate's saying, we want to take care of the customer. We know how we can transform your home. And we know the difference that it can make in your bills, your energy bills, and the comfort of your home, as well as the curb appeal. And so we just give your listeners that little extra $500 off to make it $3,000 off 10 or more windows. But you got to call today. $3,000 off when you swap out 10 windows or more. Three grand, but you got to call it's today amazing. and hit up Jeremy and say, Jeremy, come on, I want my three grand. 801 850 9100. That's 801 850 9100. Also, ask him about the financing options that are available. You can spread out those payments two years, 0%, uh, no payments. I mean, you can be as creative as you need to be to make sure you can get the windows right now. And we're talking, what, eight to 10 weeks still? Yeah, eight to 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the financing paying for it, we have a way to help you out. That's yeah. it. But Jeremy will be able to walk through all of that with you. 801-850-9100. Call. It's a free opportunity for you to have Jeremy come out to your house, take a look at your homes, give you a bid right there on the spot. You can do the financing right there on the spot. You're not waiting and checking your email, you know, once a day for the next two months. Where's that bid going to come in? You can have, frankly, you can have those windows installed before some people even get the bid back to you. This is very true. This is very true. Yes. 801-850-9100. It's advanced windows right here on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Ryan Smith sent out a tweet, Ben, with a snazzy-looking mock-up. And the tweet says, uh, Downtown Salt Lake City is the heart of Utah. Our efforts are not about an arena. It's about revitalizing a downtown that desperately needs investment. Imagine a downtown experience like this with the NBA slash NHL at its core. It's exactly what everybody wants to see, is an arena in downtown Salt Lake City. Salt Lake still feels a little quaint. It hasn't quite developed into this, this major metropolis that other downtown areas have, where even like Denver is far more bustling. And bustling is what people want. I mean, the Red Rings look great. And I think an NHL or Major League Baseball team, for that matter, in this community would be incredible for everyone. Now, I don't know if I totally buy into Ryan Smith's downtown slander, but would it benefit from something like this? Absolutely. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. It is your good, it is your bad, it is your ugly right here on 97.5 The Kissel Sports Zone. 
The good's about to hit the phone. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> when you see that, you're like, all right, that's the first of many. Yeah, it's the first of many. Um, I, I know you got a good on here, and, and I was just sharing this with Nate. Dude, this is such a hard time for college football players that are done with eligibility, ready to move on. Eligibility or otherwise, just trying to move on. Yeah. The uncertainty. Yeah. Especially if they don't have a degree. Which nowadays, it looks like guys get their degrees within two years. Colleges make it, well, I should say football teams make it very easy for players to get their degrees. Unfortunately, now it's biting them in the butt because once you get the degree, you can transfer as many times you want. Now, I guess you can transfer with or without a degree as many times you want. But, so, it's crazy. The transfer yeah. thing is just open, open, isn't it? I just, oh boy. Yeah, don't get me started on that. All right. Uh, if you're Zach Wilson... The New York Jets have given you permission to go out and seek a trade. So he and his agent are going to be burning up the phones as Zach Wilson. Good for him. He needs to get the hell out of New York. And it appears that the Jets will not stand in his way to try to facilitate a trade. Now, obviously, the Jets are going to have to sign off on it. They're going to need to get good compensation in return for a former number two overall pick. I just don't know what the stock is on Zach Wilson right now. I got a sneaking suspicion some team can get him for a bargain. But a change of scenery... Going to a place that maybe you've got a good established coach and a good established OC would be very good for Zach Wilson. Yeah. He's counting $11.2 million on the cap, and he's due to make $5.5 million in guaranteed money this year. It's not bad. No. $5.5 million guaranteed this year. Fifth-year option for 2025. It'd have to be exercised by May 2nd, but there's absolutely no chance of that happening. And so. hopefully he gets a revitalization on his career. Out from underneath that New York media, which, I mean, look, the day he gets drafted, he has to hop on a radio station, and they're like, hey, man, your mom's hot. You know, it's like, uh, what, what are you doing? Uh, that was day one or that day was, two. Yeah, day one or day two after being drafted. And that's <sighs> what, like, everywhere you go, if you're in an NFL market, you're going to have a high level of scrutiny on your play. Like, there's no easy media market when it comes to analyzing your ability to play the game of football. But when you're in New York, it gets ramped up to not just a high level of scrutiny on your play, but also everything else. Who did he date? What restaurant was he at? I mean, it's just a pressure cooker. It's a pressure cooker. They want to chew you up and spit you out. Well, and, you know, it was like worst case, then turned into even worst case for Zach, because worst case was it was New York. They threw him into the fire. Then second worst case was next year. They bring in Aaron Rodgers. They tell Zach, hey, Calm down. Take a back yep. seat. You've got plenty of time. We're going to develop you. Just be there if we need you. One play in, and Zach Wilson is thrown back in after not taking starting reps all camp, trying to take a back seat, learn from Aaron Rodgers. Then he's thrown into the heat behind an offensive line that doesn't want to play with receivers that don't want to catch. Yep. And I don't want to continue to make up excuses because Zach's got his own problems. There's no question. It felt like at times he held the ball too long, and that wasn't every throw. That was a few yeah. throws. And he's got to figure out a couple of things that he's looking at and doing. But, man, just give him give him a shot Yep. to calm down, relax his nerves, and find the right scheme that he fits in with a line that wants to block. There's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Well, this is an ugly look. Um, you had the Texas Longhorns taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders last night, and Brock Cunningham came across the court and threw a big hip check, check into Darian Williams and knocked him into the scores table. And it was 
it was an ugly shot. Yeah. Um, a brutal shot. I believe that Cunningham was ejected with a flagrant two, if I'm not mistaken. But all of a sudden, Texas Tech fans start raining down water bottles down onto the court. They're throwing things down on the court. You've been in a lot of venues. Have you ever thing, seen things get flung from the bench to um, or the, from the seats? Didn't we see a game at BYU or Utah where people were throwing stuff down on the field? Like, I think, I, for some reason, I thought we saw something here locally once a few years ago for football. Oh, football, football, not basketball. Have, I, have I, I, don't, it? I don't think I've seen it in person in basketball before. Do you know, I asked Jerry Sloan once. I said, I, we, it, was, it wasn't with Mike's. It was just a casual conversation. I said, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened, like, to you in a game? And he said, well, somebody threw a Heinz ketchup bottle, full glass ketchup bottle down at us. Said it all, was he in Philadelphia? He said, it all, It almost hit me. Uh, this is when he was playing. Yeah, it was when he was playing. Yeah. He said, it, it almost hit me. It hit the court and splashed ketchup all over the place. And, and those, those weren't in the days of the plastic bottles either. Nope, that's the glass bottle. That was the old glass bottles. Would have put a dent in your head. Yeah, in a hurry. For sure. Uh, get uh, Britton Johnson and Spencer Nelson talking about playing overseas in Europe. They got crazy stories in fact i think on. they started putting nets up really because uh they said they were standing at a like a free throw line and all of a sudden like double a batteries are getting thrown down on the field or on the court um texas coach rodney terry said that he told the officials he was considering taking his team off the court this is what he said he yeah said, i did say that to uh kelly self talking about the official he said i said kelly man if they keep throwing things because they're throwing directly at our bench at this point. I said, we're going to go back in the locker room. I said, I I know we've got one technical foul. It should be a second technical foul. But if they keep throwing things at our guys at the bench, then we got to protect our guys and go inside. He was talking about taking his guys off the bench. This was about 10 minutes left in the in the second half, if I remember yeah. correctly. It was right, right around that point. And Tech fans are known to be a little unruly. They got that reputation. I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah. I, I knew that Texas and, and Texas Tech had a pretty ugly rivalry. Yeah. And this might be a little bit more violent because Texas is leading the Big 12. Well, and, and Texas has Texas Tech's old coach, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What's uh, their motto? Guns up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. 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 And, and then, uh, you know, and I I won't say who I heard this from, but uh, but – if you're struggling with grades, that's where you go to get your college degree. The old adage, if you can't get your grades up, get your guns up. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Head to Lubbock? Yeah. <laughs> well, the head coach for the Red Raiders, he jumped on the mic, which you never see. He grabbed the mic and he was like, all right, everybody, I need you to stop throwing things. I will say that typically when these things happen, it really is about eight to ten people. And 15,000 people get pulled into it. And you're like, hey, I'm just sitting here enjoying the game. Don't get after me. You know who we're talking to. Yeah. When I grab the mic and I'm yelling at 15,000 people to calm it down and stop throwing stuff, you know who I'm talking to. A couple fans did get ripped out of the stands and yeah. chucked out of the, the building for throwing things, too. Because everything's on camera nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. There's your bad... You want us to get to the ugly, or do you want us to uh, move it? Your call, Lloyd. 
All right, we'll move it. We got uh, Mark Durant. We're going to chat with at 205. Do not want to be late. Plus, we have whole world news coming up next. By the way, um, you mentioned Rodney Terry, the head coach of Texas. Chris Beard was the guy that was at Texas Tech that went to Texas. And then, of course, he had to, he had his situation. Now he's at Ole Miss. So I, I, I spaced about Chris Beard no longer being there. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present? This is JJ and Alex. Let's see what Utah is. Let's see how they develop, see how healthy they stay. If they are what we think they are, they're the leader of the pack. But I would say overall, this is a wide open conference because everything is new and everything is unfamiliar. It's going to be really fascinating to watch this season play out with so many new teams in the conference. Even some of these new teams from last year, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF haven't played everybody yet. So there's still such a newness around this conference that is still playing out this season. And then you add Utah, Colorado with Coach Prime and Shadur Sanders. And we know what Arizona was last year. And even though they have a new head coach, they're bringing a great vibe and they're bringing a confidence and they're bringing a little swagger it's going to be really interesting to see these new teams come in catch jj and alex afternoons from three to six presented by g2g bars on 97.5 the ksl sports zone go it's time to span the globe for the hard-hitting news you care about well not really but hey at least we found it interesting this is whole world news on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've got, we got the, the whole world in our hands. You've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. You've got you and me, brother. In our hands. You've got you and me, sister. Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, by the way, join JJ and Alex. 3 to 6 is the ninth annual uh, on Friday from 3 to 6 at the ninth annual Salt Lake Off-Road and Outdoor Expo at the Mountain America Expo Center. Check out all the cool stuff. Get great deals while getting in some off-road land use ideas. It's all available for you. Get your tickets at uh, S-L-O-R-E-X.com. That's S-L-O-R-E-X.com. Kids 12 and under getting in free. Can't go wrong with that. Well, whole world news today is intriguing, and I'm going to teach everybody a a couple of facts about the tongue because I think it's kind of an unknown thing that we have. But this is pretty cool. Um, An Oregon woman, her name is Ginny Devander. She just grabbed the title for the thickest tongue in the world. Uh, her tongue is 5.21 inches in circumference. So just to give you an idea of what that is, if you if you just look at, you know, your, your pointer finger maybe to your thumb, that's about five inches. If you kind of wrap that around, you're talking, that's, that's the thickness of her tongue, Scotty. That's a that's a beefy tongue. It's a really beefy tongue. It does fill up her whole mouth, but she's proud of it, and she's proud to hold the Guinness World Record. A um, couple things, uh, facts about the tongue. Okay, before we do that, though, how would you like to be the guy from the Guinness Book of World Records? Like, all right, 
Whip out that tongue. I've got the tape measure. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, geez. That can't be fun. Uh, I hope that dude's well compensated. I did watch the video of them measuring her tongue and, and 5.21 inches around. Think about that, that. The thickness of that tongue. It's, it's like it's, girthy it's, tongue. It is very girthy. So a couple of uh, facts about the tongue, because I, I think that we all just take it for granted. We just fill this thing in our mouth, and it does all the work for us, and we never really think about it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Did you know that every tongue is like a fingerprint? Every tongue is unique. There's not two tongues that are similar really? in the entire world. Is that is that our next uh, form of identification? You just stick your tongue on a pad, and they're like, okay. It could be. Instead of your thumbprint, your it, tongue it, print. It a thousand percent could be. It's as unique, if not more unique, than the fingerprints that separate each one of us as human beings. That's how unique your tongue print is. An estimated 2,000 to 8,000 taste buds on every tongue. So when you brought in that salsa and you saw me swishing it around on my on my tongue. I did bring in salsa today. Out of my 8,000 taste buds, I bet I got it on 6,000. Hey, you guys want to do the salsa test? See which one you like most? I had two different kinds of salsa. I want you guys... If you guys are willing I mean, to see which one you let's like. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, Tell me in. So you're swishing it, huh? Oh, like yeah. Swish, yeah, because you want to get it on every test. But um, <laughs> taste buds renew themselves. Did you know this? Taste yeah, buds I didn't renew- know this. Your, your taste changed throughout your life. Yeah, taste buds Whoa. renew themselves every two to three weeks. Your taste oh, buds renew themselves. That oh. common. Um, oh, McDonald's doesn't taste good anymore. No, it always tastes good. <laughs> the average human tongue is about four inches in length. So from back to tip, about four inches in length. The human tongue has eight distinct muscles. This group includes four muscles that help with speech and swallowing and four that control the position of your tongue in your mouth. So that's incredible. Um, The tongue is also considered the second strongest pound-for-pound muscle in your body next to your heart. Oh, your heart. See, your heart's number one. Your tongue is number two. Did (laughs) Did you know when you incinerate a body... That the heart is the last thing to burn because the rib cage protects it anyways, things you don't need to know. And then last but not least, have you ever wondered why your hung, your tongue heals your, your tongue heals so quickly? Have you ever wondered why? Your tongue heals so quickly because it's like the superhero of your body. It's got such immense blood supply that when you bite through your tongue, which we've all done it, mm-hmm. it's healed within pretty much two days because your body knows how important your tongue is. So it's a super healer. It's a body super healer. And well, if that's I, four minutes. Minutes will never get back. Wow. Hey, uh, <laughs> I am. I like information. Hey, what? when, when uh, you didn't find any of that, did, nobody oh, found any of that interesting. Oh, I there's a lot of comments I have, but I. <laughs> probably should keep them to myself it's interesting right like (laughs) the tongue is an incredible deal man like it's strong when uh look i don't know what (laughs) and we're live if you could if you could replace your your pec muscles with tongue muscles you could bench like three thousand pounds well, who says Nate couldn't do that right now? Anyway? Yeah. It's a combine, baby. Let's go. I'm ready to go. How, many, how many reps did you put up at the combine? Uh, 23. Woo, that's 23. good. I did that in my pro day. I didn't bench at the combine. That's good. That's really good. What did you right. get now? That was all right. I'd probably do a lot more now than I did then. Why is that? Old man strength, Old man baby. strength. Yeah. Four kids, they'll do it to you. <laughs> I, was hey, just, I was just telling Scotty, I, t- I took my son down in the bench room, and I yeah. was like, hey, well, I still got something. Yeah. Put on 305 pounds. Whoa. Repped it out five times. No. Yeah, and made it look easy. Didn't lift the butt off the bench. And I looked at him like, son, 
I'm sick of seeing you lift up and acting all theatrical about it. Just be a tough dude. Yeah. Oh, Leave man. your butt on the bench and, and push the weight. That's right. all you got to do. Well, yeah, but it helps me with the, It doesn't help you with nothing. Helps you look like an idiot. Helps you hurt your back. <laughs> Don't do it. That was pretty bad, dude. Nice. Uh, I showed him up. You can still get him. Yeah, I can still Keep get that him. respect to the lie. Yeah. Hands and Scotty, uh, Advanced Windows, Nate, Jake hanging out with us here in studio. Uh, normally, it's $2,500 off, but you guys don't mess around when you're in studio. $3,000 off, but you got to call today, yeah. bug Jeremy, and say, hey, I need you out in my house. Let's get this bid going, and let's find out what you can do. Yeah, and Jeremy can come out to your house in the next day or two, and he'll be able to walk you through your home. Like When he, when he arrives, he'll get there. He'll look at all of your windows with you, and you can walk through with him and he'll teach you about what you have right now, and uh, he'll let you know if, if new windows is the right decision for you, if it's if it's new glass, whatever it is, um, he'll be able to inform you and help educate you. And then he can, on the spot, he'll sit down with you and teach you about our product, educate you on our product, and uh, give you the price of what the new windows would cost. And we have different options, uh, different price ranges, so it's we, we have the ability to fit any budget from... Uh, the the type of window to the financing options. Uh, if if you have like you're looking for a 60 month no interest for just a low monthly payment, we've got that for you. If you want to wait a year, two years, 12 to 24 months you with no payment, it. no interest, yeah, we can we can. You do really that for do it. You. you just custom design a payment that fits for people. Yeah, it fits for people, and it's and Jeremy will ask questions, and you guys talk openly. There's no pressure either. Like that's the other thing I really want to reiterate. There's no pressure when he's there. It's we want customers to be comfortable, and we want them to understand like how we can benefit them in their ho- in their house and beautify their home. Two people I want to reach out to really quick: those of you that are currently working with a window company that maybe you're into the process, and, and hopefully you're not too far in. Hopefully they're not like an installation; yeah. it's too far. <laughs> but I would ask anybody out there that's currently working with a company: just call Advance. It, it's no skin off Jeremy's back to come in take a look at the process and give you an estimate. Yeah. It's no skin off his back. And, and maybe it could save you, th- and it's probably going to save you thousands, yes. potentially. Yes. The, the other people I want to reach out to are the people that are just sick of walking up to their house and seeing the color frame or seeing the design of window or just the, the way that the house looks. If you've ever thought about changing the, the way your exterior looks, just come and sit down with Jeremy and take a look at the gridding and take a look at the different color patterns and, and mm-hmm. the, the way you can specify the exterior look of your home. Yeah. And that's really those those two uh, demographics he's just named. That's we are here to help you um, from the uh, education to helping you see how we can transform your home. And we have like the ability to save you on your energy bills. The the windows that we have qualify for rebates of $5.50 per foot from Rocky Mountain Power and Dominion Energy. So you're going to get money back from up by upgrading your windows, and you're also going to pay for those windows over time just on those energy bills, the savings yeah. from your energy bills. And, Nate, you guys can help people walk because, you know, it's, that process can be a little intimidating. You guys can help walk everybody through that. Yeah, from, you know, the moment Jeremy gets there, right, he, he, he explains the product to you. Um, about the company, right? Talks about the vinyl, the glass, and then from there, Matt comes and does his measurement, um, and then is put into our production. And then, you know, eight to ten weeks later, around there is when the installation crew comes by, and our guys are are phenomenal. They're they're mo- all of our guys are master installation certified. Uh, they do a phenomenal job of explaining the process from start to finish, where they'll start in your home, um, and then what that process is like, and 
one of my favorite things that you know we've been able to provide for our installers is uh, just the highest quality sealant out in the market, right? We use OSI, um, which you can apply it underwater in different weather conditions uh, to give you, uh, the homeowner, peace of mind knowing that these windows are being sealed with the highest quality sealant in the market. Uh, it, come on, you got to get this done. $3,000 off when you swap out 10 windows or more. Uh, so many great financing options installed in eight to 10 weeks. No job is going to be out of bounds in terms of, wow, well, that's a weird shape. We can't put that together. No, you guys can make all that magic happen. All you have to do is call right now, bug Jeremy and say, look, I need these windows. I want to bid. I want to know my financing options and I want to know it now. 801-850-9100. Call, let's get you going. 801-850-9100. It's Advanced Windows right here on The Zone.